0: What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I wanna go to a sporting event in every major venue. I wanna grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want Old Milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy Old Milk merch. you beat me to it i was about to be like (laughs) big oh my god all right what are you talking about big 30 last man standing um that was crazy. i haven't talked to you in like three weeks man how you doing
1: can't complain i've been matching my clothes to the last episode Mm-hmm. So that I'm wearing the same exact thing oh, as no, the last it- episode. Like suns, I made sure the sun was in the exact right place when we recorded. I put the, the tie-dye Stussy fleece right here. You know what I mean? The, exact the, same setup.
0: The 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 behind the scenes look at how much detail and how much care we put into every episode of the Cat Podcast is amazing. You know, I'm still in the same, you know, I think you. Gold. Yeah, Gold. Golds like mustardy a little yeah, bit. Mustard. Not in a bad way. That's though. the no, that's the yeah, that's the name of it. Yeah. I was thinking I was thinking of like what the official name was, but no, it's mustard. But no, I'm gonna call it yeah. gold. The same way I was calling the other shirt the other um hoodie lavender, and really it's, pre- it's a periwinkle thing. I don't know. I guess they don't know what colors are, but it's okay. All I know is you know, blue and yellow make green, and that's all I really care about. Um, which we're wearing and which means we we made green. Look at that. Hey, hey man, I'm proud oh. of us. you know um
1: (laughs) cash rules everything around me
0: cream it's true it's it's it's
1: it's true um record the podcast (laughs) dollar dollar bill y'all all
0: All right uh this is the cat podcast this is episode 320 Low-key should have been episode 330, but let's that's neither here or there. I am your host, Nate Sperla. That is Taylor McLeod. Thank you for watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and more. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. You don't have to do it now, but at some point, I'm sure that you will like to. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk playlist on Spotify and YouTube. And check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. Today, we are talking about Big 30, Last Man Standing, his debut album, which it's always nice to see a debut album come out. 16 tracks long, 46 minutes long as well, featuring ATL Jacob, Hot Boy, Big Homie G, Lil Jeremy, and Pooh Scheisty. Taylor, what were your first initial impressions on Last Man Standing? Oh, no, these new,
1: these up and coming rappers from the South are scary. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they're not to be played with, none of them. Big 30 and ESTG might be the two. There's that tweet where it's like ESTG seems like a reasonable man to deal with if you like cross him or whatever. I feel the same about Big 30. Like, they're. <laughs> Based on everything I'm hearing,
0: they are <laughs> about that life. Yeah. Um. First of all, from the first song, "Stand on Business," "Run Up on Big 30, gonna be an epic fail. Okay. Okay.
1: Hey, hey I don't doubt it. Wait, he's talking. <laughs> me about neither. It. Like I. Seems legit to me.
0: Me neither. Um. Let me. I think the fir- where I want to start is by giving a little. Um industry take if you will I think this is being this is his debut album from the industry perspective everything should be called an album because of how record contracts work and stuff like that it, Like everything should be called an album now from the fan perspective someone like me who listened to King of Kill Branch wrote about King of Kill Branch has been listening to King of Kill Branch all year first off play with 30 you get shot at like I, I could tell you that off the top of my head um I feel like The feature list for this album compared to King of Kill Branch, it just doesn't live up to King of Kill Branch. Here, I already said the features you have for Last Man Standing. On King of Kill Branch, you have Lil Durk, Future, Quavo, Moneybag Yo, Push Icy, Big Homie G, Yo Gotti, and Offset. Um, Now, it is my understanding that King of Kill Branch was released independently, and this one will be his first album on Interscope. So it's kind of confusing to me. You would kind of expect them to have I mean, I don't really know how you get better features than the ones that you had on um, King of Kilbridge, at least in terms of stature and hip hop, but you kind of expected it to be the same. But here, really, the biggest name is Poo T and ATL Jacob, who raps here, but he produces some tracks here too. But he's main, the reason why we know ATL Jacob exists is because of his great beat making, not his rapping. Um, So I just found that to be in, um very interesting. I feel like... For a debut album, this doesn't have the spectacle or the fanfare that I would expect out of a debut album from an up-and-coming artist. Um, That's just a fan perspective, but again, um, neither here or there. That being said, good album. I like King of Kill Branch better, but I will say that this is off of two listens, off of um, Last Man Standing, and also like probably a hundred listens of King of Kill Branch, so like what are we really like how are we really weighing this here? um I think the first place I want to start is I think that the brashness that I fell in love with on King of Kill Branch isn't really there as much as Taylor was saying like there are still moments where Big 30 comes off as, oh I, I don't want to test him, but I don't think it comes as um frequently as it did on King of Kill Branch. Um, I also think that Big 30 potentially has a little bit of more growth to do. I think I'd like to see some more artist development, which I guess doesn't exist anymore in the music industry, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, I'd like to see more artist development out of him because I feel like there are times, especially on the hook on um, on My Mama, uh, I forget what number track that is, but on My Mama, like he kind of falls out of pocket a little bit and I feel like he could have been bet more in pocket and more, uh, the beat could have been more tailored to him, but aside from that, it's a good album. I really like a lot of the tracks on here. Um, Charlotte freestyle is amazing. Rick Owens is amazing. Dead guys, ever since that was released as a single, I enjoy that as well. Um, kind of getting through my favorite tracks list, um, but overall, I think that I like ATL Jacob rapping on "Aha." Uh-huh. I like the beats that he produces on here. Um, I kind of wish that there were more fast-paced beats. I can't kind of think that. Big Thirty was kind of on a slower pace on this album compared to King Kill Branch. Um, which is uh, yeah. Taylor, what do you think? So I'm pretty like you and I have talked about. It, I'm pretty new
1: to the to the world of Big Thirty. Mm-hmm. I've listened to stuff that you've posted and stuff you sent me, so I have like a, a baseline of understanding about you know who he is, what he you know his sound. I think your point about everything being an album is interesting because nowadays everything. pretty much is an album like the way it's distributed it's all put on apple it's all put on spotify like it's it's not like it used to be when you and i were first like getting into stuff where it's like no this is free on this site this you have to pay for this on itunes or whatever so to me this feels like if this came out a decade ago this would have been a mixtape the first one would have been an album this is a mixtape where you really just get to sit with these songs and be like all right this is just this is just big 30 doing what he does best and that's rapping it's not so much all right we need this song for this purpose this song for that purpose we need these features to you know qualify big 30 as a as a you know prominent name in not just southern hip hop but in in hip hop in general so i think really if this came out 10 years ago it's a it's a mixtape and we all love it because it is a mixtape and it does have that sound where it's it's more one sound and it's more really, like you said, it's so slower paced, slower paced instrumentals where he's just able to, it's like, we've talked about it before, where it's kind of like, he's just sitting back in a chair telling you these, these stories. And, these and very I love stories. that. Like, like that's, yeah, that's, that's a staple in, in rap music. And it's part of why I love the genre, the way I do and love listening to it. And, and ultimately these pro- kind of projects end up being my favorite kind of projects over time but i think rolling it out as an album ultimately could leave some people disappointed without the context of that first album so if you if you're if you're brand new to big 30 and you look up big 30 debut album and you and you listen to this you might you might come out of it being like all right he's a he's a really good rapper he has perfected the current memphis sound but you're like all right what what you know you want more, What's that's more so part? Then, yeah right and but the first project is, is you know what I mean like yeah. you don't get all those features especially if it's an independent release you don't get yeah. all those features unless those people want to work with you obviously there's label stuff there's there's industry stuff but I think that I think that your point about you know the rollout and in treating this as an album when it it could have been a tape it is definitely interesting and it's very valid it's just a product of the time we're in right now with how music works
0: yeah and it's unfortunate to see because i think that like you said it kind of sets it sets artists back for sure i think that having this being a debut album kind of does a disservice to big 30 because i think that people when like the expectations for a debut album is all right you're consistently gotten better dropping mixtape after mixtape you get you're like you're gradually getting better and now this is um for a lack of a for for a lack of a better comparison this is your mvp album like this is the one that puts you in your prime and I don't really I don't really have that feeling coming from Big 30 I still think it's a good project and I think it shows how talented that he really is Um, but it doesn't make me feel like this is prime Big 30 this is the Big 30 that is g- possibly going to take over for the next five to ten years in the same way that King of Kale Branch kind of left me feeling Um, I think a lot of it again has to do with features Um, but aside from that the beats on here, I, I just think that it's a step back. And I, I, I guess I'm. There are some good moments here. I mean, no, there are a lot of good moments here. I'm not trying to. I think because I, I'm an invested fan. I'm just seeing all of the ways that things could have been better, if that makes sense. Like, but kind of not acknowledging, or kind of just taking like, I don't know, taking it for granted in the same way that you would take Steph Curry making a three for granted, like oh he does that all the time.
1: Right, right, and I. In a way, this almost feels like a. It should be like a joint tape of Push Icy, but Push Icy's not there.
0: Yeah, I agree. Where the instrumentals
1: are are slow enough, and they really, really lend themselves to that super, super like laid back but super menacing flow that they both have. And obviously, there's a ton of ton of you know shout outs to to Push Icy and then you have the the interlude or the you know whatever you want to call it, the feature of him on the phone from jail, but. this project would have been so perfect for both of them to go back and forth on every song. And then that's that extra dimension that you need to set a project like this apart. And I mean, obviously it's a shame that, 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 that couldn't happen, that, that didn't happen. Obviously push ice has been away for a while and we would have definitely had new music from him. So even if it wasn't a joint tape, like, you know what I mean? It could have been like two of those tapes from like people who are close in in like in real life but also in the rap world so you have those like twin projects that are kind of like all right cool like you get to track that movement and something you talked about is like artist development that just doesn't artists don't even have the chance to develop anymore because it's like you you post those four songs on youtube and one of them goes and then the second one kind of gets close to another two however they perform is however they perform but if those perform well then all of a sudden you have an industry deal and then you're expected to be competing with these top level artists when it used to be like, you you can put out five mixtapes before you put out anything close to an album. And then you might even do like an EP before you have an album. And it's like, you know what I mean? You like, you don't get that anymore. And not to, not to compare, not even to compare artists in general, but we're seeing it with like, with ice spice where like, there's just no opportunity to develop at all. It is, you have a song that went viral on Twitter and on YouTube. And all of a sudden you're expected to perform at, at rolling loud with, with 4 and you're in the clubs in Houston with, with audiences that have no interest in hearing a viral Twitter hit, unless there's more after it. And so like big 30, obviously has so much more content than that. And it's a whole different lane, but it's this, this expectation that artists are immediately going to be putting out like a insane album every single year with, you know, all the, bells and whistles every feature whatever when that's just not how that's just not how it works and it's what sets apart the artists who are able to take their time or just too stubborn or or whatever they just don't listen to you know the the rules and and they release when they want to which we've seen with jid we've seen with Freddie. but those are people who are so much more solidified mm-hmm. in their role in hip-hop and they're not like big 30 when they've been in the game for what two three years A and year you're kind of right and you're having to compete with the with the biggest rappers and if if you get that little twitter thing and you're scrolling and it's like first week sales and you have drake future the weekend blah 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 and then at the bottom you see that person a lot of people see that one time and they swear it off they're like oh they're not selling and it's like well yeah they haven't built an audience yet but yeah so it's just it's just it is i'm glad you brought that up it's like a microcosm of how everything is skewed now where you don't you don't have the chance yeah. to do that so if you had that first project Stupid. With all you're those, not gonna get the chance <laughs> yeah like you had that first project with all those features and those features are huge especially last year to get like little even just one little dirk feature yeah. would have been like a big deal mm-hmm. but you have all those where it's like and then all of a sudden you have this which i think is a really good project and i think the features and all this work like it's great to hear ACL jacob rapping and not just you know make and like you have those real connections and hot boy, someone else from the South who's coming up right now. And if this was a mixtape in, in 2000, 2012, 2013, everyone's playing this and they're like, all right, cool. Like we're, we're learning who big 30 is in anticipation of that next album. But for a lot of people, it's going to be, Oh, well, it didn't have the features. I'm not even hitting play on it.
0: Yeah. Um, to kind of state it in NFL terms, I feel like, the music industry is treating rappers like running backs from the standpoint of as soon as you draft them, they're pro ready, which is mainly true um, when you look at the NFL. But they should really be treated more as quarterbacks, like people you need to bring along and you need to um, yeah, educate artists. about the game. Yeah, like they, they, need, um, they need the ability to try and fail and continue to try and fail. Not saying that this is a failure for Big 30, just speaking more um, broadly in terms of just looking at the hip hop game right now. And I think that it's just more so right now, especially, it's just like, okay, you get one chance. And if you, if you don't sell what we are projecting you to sell, um, we have someone who's going to replace you in 15 minutes. So you better figure it
1: out. And those, those
0: mixtapes allowed so many
1: artists to experiment and really like understand their own sound without the pressure of releasing an album or everything being looked at as an album, because there are so many people right now and you and I are still young. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're still young comparatively, but in the in the 10, 12 years that we've been, you know, really invested in all this, things have changed so much. So now I feel I feel old sometimes yeah. even remembering like the free mixtape era when you might have an artist who drops an album every two years and you get two mixtapes in between, and you can kind of track that progress, being like, All right, here is them coming off that album. So you might get a couple like B sides from that album, and then it's like a, a step towards the new sound, and the next one might be a little different, and then that next one bleeds perfectly into the album we don't get that anymore it's very much like everything is treated exactly as an album there's people who don't even like know don't even know what the free mixtape era was like and you and i don't know what the the era before that was where it's like you know what i mean where mixtapes could be treated like albums in a way where it's like oh everyone's playing that it wasn't the the stepping stones that you and i got but now it's like like this album's really good it is I, I there's no moment on here where i'm like all right like, i don't want to be listening to it anymore it's like very much like this is a very talented rapper from like arguably the hottest city in rap right now mm-hmm. and yeah i know i know that people are going to be like oh well future's not on it so i'm not listening
0: yeah i i think that and i i none of what we're saying is really a criticism of big 30 i think it's more no, so a criticism to interscope who he's um currently signed under um or maybe it could just be the fact that I don't, I don't really know what that relationship is. I don't think anyone aside from Big 30 and Interscope, know because there are times where artists are signed to labels, but they really just do whatever they want. So which also adds to the idea of um, Big 30 is a rookie, essentially. Like right. I, I can't really expect him to be able to um, maneuver the way that an artist who, as talented as he is, should be able to maneuver because if you just don't know, you just don't know. And if you don't have anyone to teach you, how am I supposed to, like it's it's wrong of me to have that expectation for Big 30 when it doesn't, it looks like the label kind of put him behind the eight ball or he just if he was just doing all this and listing all these features and making this album without really much input from someone who has been in the game for 10, 20 years. Like it's kind of unfair to him to kind of judge it based off that. But as I said before, Really good album. There are a lot of good songs on here. Uh, my favorite tracks are Stand on Business, Celine Frames, Dead Guys, Rick Owens, and Charlotte Freestyle. Before I give it to you, Taylor, I will want to say one thing when Big 30 says on Big Guys, on Dead Guys, excuse me, when he says only 12 we fuck around with is John Morant. I felt that. <laughs> I felt that. That's true.
1: Yeah, you know, my, my number 12 left us three years ago to go to Florida. So, see see I'll never, for- I'll never forgive him <laughs> never
0: what are your favorite my
1: tracks? favorites i like stand on business like you i like celine frames a lot um i like uh-huh with atl jacob and then my favorite favorite track out of all these is rick owens
0: yeah rick owens is crazy um rick Owens is really good this has been the podcast episode 320 thank you for watching do us a favor like us do us a favor hit the subscribe button and hit the like button as well uh excuse me had a little brain fart there it's 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 we we've been anyway. Uh follow us on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Share your thoughts on last man standing in the comments below. Check out the old milk spin's place on Spotify and YouTube. And check out all the old milk content at Old Um hip hop is telling us that we'll be back this week. So I guess look out for it. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We're out.